Thank you for joining us for the seventh episode of Burning Questions, a podcast focused on reducing risk in your communities and answering some of your questions along the way. In each episode, we'll focus on one safety topic that we get a lot of questions about. We'll do our best to answer some of those questions, and we'll try and clear up any misconceptions about those topics while we're at it. If you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, leave a voicemail for us at 864-430-0510 or email us at bsfdpodcast at gmail.com and we'll try and give you an answer in a later episode. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about grilling safety or outdoor cooking safety. More particularly, we'll be talking about fire safety basics, grilling maintenance and placement, starting and extinguishing the grill, safe cooking practices when you're cooking outdoors, and we'll talk about some after-grilling safety points. But first off, let's welcome my guest, firefighter Michael Hutman. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing well today, Chris. Thank you. So let's jump right in. Let's start with those fire safety basics. What can you tell us about some basics when it comes to uh, fire prevention and preparation for outdoor cooking or grilling? It's a really good idea to make sure that you check your equipment on a regular basis, making sure you don't have any leaks uh, within the, the grill itself, have a fire extinguisher available and know how to properly utilize it. Be sure to keep your grill a safe distance from any combustible structures, the back of your home, uh, flammable materials, things along that line. Okay, when you say combustible structures, the first thing that comes to mind for me is where we live, almost all the homes around us have vinyl siding, uh, wooden decks, that kind of stuff. Uh, when you say combustible structures, is that what you're talking about? Exactly. As a minimum, uh, it's recommended that you keep uh, any grill of no less than 10 feet away to uh, minimize the potential for causing a problem on that on that structure. That's a great point. And as we've seen in the past, uh, a lot of the homes in this area, they have vinyl siding, they have vinyl soffits. They're all wood frame construction. So if there were a fire on the exterior, it can go straight up the siding right into the soffit and you end up with an attic fire in just a few minutes. That's correct. It's also a really good idea when you're talking about safe distance to establish with any young children uh, that the, uh, the cooking area near the grill is, is not a play area, that they should stay away from that grill and, and teach them the importance and the potential for burns and injury if they do become involved in that area. So, Michael, we've been talking a lot about not grilling near or on combustible construction. Would it be safe to use a propane or charcoal grill on a wooden deck? It is not recommended to use a grill on a wooden deck due to the risk of fire. Uh, Over time, the heat produced by the grill and the proximity to the flames uh, can lead to accidents and possibly ignite the deck. Okay, and then what if I live in an apartment building or I have a balcony off my apartment? Can I use any kind of grill on that balcony? Grilling in a balcony is a significant fire safety risk, not only to yourself, but to other residents in the building. And in most cases, it's prohibited not only by local regulations, but by national fire codes. And more than likely, it's against or will violate the lease with the apartment complex. That's a really good point. And you mentioned fire codes. Um, I know the International Fire Code specifically calls out no open flames within 10 feet of combustible construction. And I'm pretty sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that would apply to this, correct? It does. Thank you for clarifying that. That's really good advice. Can you give us some tips on maybe the some proper equipment handling and maintenance of a grill? Absolutely. 
Maintaining the equipment uh, might involve or should involve cleaning the grill after each use. It's not uncommon that you have uh, residual product and grease in and around the area, cleaning out the grease trap itself, scraping the grease off the grate on the top because that can contribute to an additional fire or flame spread. Checking your connections if it's a gas grill, checking those each time before using the grill to ensure that you don't have any leaks. So when you're talking about the fuel for the grill, a lot of the ones that we have around here are just propane grills, but we also have wood smokers and charcoal grills. Uh, when it comes to that propane tank though, can you give us some guidance on how to safely handle propane and what we can be uh, watchful for? It's very important to ensure that we store the propane not in a structure so that it's not near any heat source. Uh, be sure that it's properly closed. And as I mentioned, making sure that when you make the connection to the grill, create a soapy substance with water and this soap and check all your connections to ensure that you don't have any leaks prior to lighting the grill. As we just talked about the fuels and we mentioned charcoal earlier, can you give us some safety tips on how to properly dispose of those uh, hot charcoal briquettes? What can we do with those to stay fire safe? It's important to remember that the briquettes and, and charcoal that you use after you're grilling to dispose of them properly they still retain their heat and can still be a significant fire potential if we place them at or near something that's combustible. Uh, there's been a number of cases where people will place them in a paper bag. Uh, they'll pour them in the mulch alongside their home or up against the back of their house. And then, as we talked about earlier, once the heat source has generated enough heat, it can contribute to flame spread up the back of your house and in your attic space. So it's a good idea to put them in like a metal can, store them away from your house, and eventually soak them down and wet them down to make sure that they don't retain the heat and they're not a problem for you. That's good advice, but we have seen and had fires before. For people that think that the ashes are completely cool, they'll put them in a plastic pail and put it on their wooden deck. Or we've had people that dumped them straight into their, their large green trash cans, and then the trash can eventually catches fire, it burns up the side of the house, and they lose their roof. So just like Michael said, make sure you handle those responsibly. That's absolutely right. And that gets us into our next section. We're going to talk about how to start your grill and then how to extinguish possible grilling fires or cooking fires. Can you give us some advice on the proper procedures for how to start our grill safely? Absolutely. One of the common mistakes that people do is they turn the propane on from the source tank and fail to remember to open up the top of their grill. Uh, that allows that propane fuel to accumulate in that confined space and when they hit their igniter uh, they get a pretty significant explosion. That's absolutely right. And if you can, give us some advice on charcoal grills. What are some safety tips you can offer for starting a charcoal grill as well as safe storage of that charcoal lighter fluid? One of the biggest mistakes people do when lighting charcoal is they will use additional lighter fluid once they have a flame established which can result in a significant fire and possible burn injuries. So it's important not to add additional fluid to an already lit grill. Storing the lighter fluid away from a residential structure, preferably in some kind of metallized container, and making sure that the top is closed securely so that you don't have any spills or leaks. And you mentioned charcoal lighter fluid for starting charcoal grills. Is there anything else that somebody could use instead of that charcoal lighter fluid? Not at all. Charcoal lighter fluid is the only acceptable and safe way to start a fire with a charcoal grill. 
at no time should you ever use gasoline or any other flammable liquids. And correct me if I'm wrong, but half of the reason for that is charcoal lighter fluid was designed for starting charcoal, whereas gasoline, ethanol, any kind of mineral spirits, anything else that you might have is far too flammable and probably doesn't even burn long enough to get the charcoal started. It's more of an explosive hazard rather than a way to start the charcoal briquettes, right? That's correct. Especially with gasoline, with the vapors, you don't know where they are and the potential to have a significant event, an injury, is far greater when using gasoline. So you want to avoid that at all costs. So let's say somebody is cooking with charcoal or gas and they end up having a grill fire. Is there anything in particular or any advice that you can give them on how to safely manage that fire? With a propane or gas-fed fire, one of the simplest ways to mitigate a fire is to secure the fuel source. So if you're able or in a position where you can shut the tank valve, or in the case of a pre-piped natural gas line, there'd be a quarter-turn valve. You can shut that off and stop the fuel, and then you can close the top to the grill, which should help put out what's burning on the grate. So we've talked about extinguishing a fire on the grill. Uh, Should we keep fire extinguishers near the grill? That's a great idea. And in addition to having that extinguisher, it's very important to know how that extinguisher operates before the time comes that you need it. What do we do if it's not the propane or the natural gas that's burning? What if it's the drippings or the grease coming off the food and you end up with a a flare-up? What are some safe ways to put that out? Again, those are usually as a result of failing to properly maintain and clean your grill after each use but they do occur. Uh, once, you've, once you've secured the fuel and turned the gas off, uh, you can close the top of the grill as well. And certainly if there's any concern that this fire is not out or you're not comfortable with the steps that you've taken, we would advocate that you dial 911 and have the fire department check it for you. That's great advice. And we never want anybody to hesitate before calling 911 because we would much rather come out when there's no fire than run the risk of you not calling us and the fire getting much larger before we can come and help you. So, Michael, can you give us some examples of some safe grilling or some safe outdoor cooking practices? Yeah, I mean, we already spoke about making sure that we place the grill safely away from any structures. We want to reaffirm that we've established that kid-free zone so that we don't have children playing or wandering through the area when you're, when you're out at the grill. We've talked about how to start it, how to start the grill, how to light the grill safely. And when you take that few minutes to preheat the grill, a lot of times you can burn some of that residual product off. You want to make sure that you're always with the grill while you're cooking, just like we talked previously in previous episodes about never leaving cooking unattended while you're in your home. The same rule should apply while you're cooking on a grill. We talked about flare-ups and how to address those and handle those safely by turning off the grill and closing the top. Another good safety tip is to avoid wearing any loose-fitting clothing in and around the grill area. And on a grill, you want to try and get some long-handled tools to minimize the potential for burn injuries while you're cooking. So when you say long-handled tools, is that to prevent burns and injuries? Can you expand on that a little bit more? Absolutely. If you're using a short tool, short spatula or set of tongs, uh, and you're reaching over the hot grill and there's a flare-up, you run a much higher risk of sustaining a burn injury or, worst case, igniting your clothes and causing greater problems. And one thing I wanted to add is the importance of proper ventilation while you're grilling. 
uh, that smoke is full of grease-laden vapors and as it banks up against your house or goes up against your soffit you could be creating a layer of flammable or combustible grease on your vinyl siding or in your soffit so it's a good idea to like we said make sure that grill is far enough away from your house at least 10 feet from combustible construction and making sure that that smoke is not going into your home or into your attic space but that gets us to what do we do after we're done grilling so i know we cook we've gotten the food off our whole family is fed everybody's happy what do we do to clean that grill up safely and how do we maintain it after the fact as we touched earlier it's important to clean the grill after each use so a common practice is to allow once the food has been done allow the the heat to continue to generate utilize a brush to clean the grates on the grill uh, once that's sufficiently done turn off the fuel and then the grill itself which will allow any residual fuel that's in a line between the source and the burners to burn off it won't allow that gas to accumulate in the grill itself so once all that is done can you talk to us a little bit about the significance or the importance of safe storage of the grill as well as safe storage of the propane cylinder or the charcoal and lighter fluid. Absolutely. Again, the, one of the biggest things that we want to ensure is that all of the products, the grills that we've utilized, charcoal, propane, or otherwise, are off. They've been cleaned, they're secured, and they're cool. And we keep them away from any combustible materials, any combustible structures. We want to make sure that if we're utilizing charcoal, that we keep the charcoal lighter fluid out of little hands in a safe location and be, again as we mentioned earlier that the top is on and it's secure the charcoal briquettes themselves are kept in a safe and a dry area those are some post grilling tips that'll help you stay safe so obviously our listeners are interested in grilling safely uh, where could our listeners go to find some more fire safety information and resources for outdoor cooking and grilling you can go to nfpa.org look at the state fire marshal website and certainly you can contact your local fire department and they'll be able to provide you with some additional information and what i'll do for our listeners is i will include uh, links to the nfpa website as well as a specific link to nfpa and usfa's take on outdoor cooking and grilling safety so that'll be down in the in the description that's all really good advice so in this episode we've covered a lot of topics we talked about uh, kind of some fire safety basics when it comes to grilling or outdoor cooking. We talked about grill maintenance and placement. We talked about starting and extinguishing the grill, and that is extinguishing a fire that occurs on the grill. We talked about safe cooking practices, and we talked about some after grilling safety as well. And if I can ask our listeners to do one thing, it's just to take a few seconds before you grill next time to make sure that you're grilling safely. A few seconds or a few minutes ahead of time can help you stay safe and prevent a major loss or a very dangerous situation for you or your family. So just taking those few moments ahead of time, make sure that what you're doing is safe, make sure that there's no real fire risk when you're grilling, clean your grill and maintain it. All these little tips can really add up and keep you safe in the long run. I'd like to take this moment to say thank you to Firefighter Michael Hutman for sitting in with me today. You're welcome, Chris. It was great to be here. This podcast was made possible by the Boiling Springs Fire District in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm Captain Chris Camacho. Stay safe out there. Hashtag have a fire safe day.